Welcome to Building Charleston, a podcast where we shine a bright light on the dynamic companies changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapdelaine, and as your host each week, I'll be bringing you the most interesting business owners in the Lowcountry. We'll explore how they got to where they are, what they're working on, and what their vision is for the future of Charleston. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused on Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, looking to open a new location, or opening the first location in the Charleston area, give Lane Commercial Real Estate a call at 843-508-3038 or go to the website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Building Charleston podcast, the podcast where we take a moment each week to meet the leaders who are shaping the Charleston area. My name is Matt Chapdelaine. I'm the host of Building Charleston and the broker in charge at Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate office in the Low Country. We're recording this podcast on Friday, December 13th, lucky number, from the office of Lane Commercial Real Estate and now the studios of Building Charleston. Before we get started, great news for everyone who's listening. The Building Charleston podcast is now on YouTube and Instagram, so if you want to see the face behind the name, you know where to go. We'll put the links to where to go. It's at Building Charleston SC for both YouTube and Instagram. Today's topic is one that's always fascinated me. How do you make money on Instagram? I post things, and uh, no one really seems to send me money. At the same time, if you're like me, and you hear how one person or the other has posted things on Instagram, and they make money, you're probably thinking, what is this all about? How the heck does it work? Today's guest is building a strong body as well as a strong brand. Sarah Pledger is our guest today. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. Apparently, some of my clients know you already. It's uh, it's 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 a big deal being a big deal down here in Charleston, and I'm I'm slowly getting accustomed to it. So uh, thank you for that. You know, for the people who are listening and tuning in on on our new uh, media platforms, if you would mind tell us a little bit about yourself and and sure. who you are. My name is Sarah Pledger or Sarah Pledger Brooks. Technically, I am married. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm a trainer, dietitian, lifelong learner, lifelong athlete. And um, I think that I've accidentally become an Instagram influencer, which has been really fun and I, great. I, I'm, I'm an accidental <laughs> podcaster, so right. I, I, know, I know the feeling. First off, tell us a, a little bit about how you got to Charleston. Sure. So my husband started, started his neurology residency here at MUSC. Mm-hmm. So I packed up my Nissan Sentra that was on its final legs of breaking down and mm-hmm. uh, put whatever I could in and drove here. Okay. Then almost immediately got a new car. Okay. So <laughs> so it was it was uh, your spouse who had, a, who had a job here. You're originally from where? So I'm from Texas. Okay. I grew up in Sugarland and now my parents live on our ranch. We come from ranchers. Okay. In, All right. In Mason, so Texas. Not, not in the big city, of, uh, big city of Charleston. So one of the things that, that drew me to your story was how you make money off of... Instagram. Tell us a little bit about your your low country business and kind of your forays into uh, into into Instagram. Yeah. So somehow I've blown up from 
10,000 to 20,000 followers in a little over a year. Wow. And so then I started getting people wanting to send me free stuff around like 10,000, 11,000. And then people started offering me free stuff and money at around 13,000. Okay. So is that, is that a commonly known threshold of like, hey, once you get to 10,000, you're It is. Of, and okay. I'll tell you why. So once you get to 10,000, they rolled out this feature where you can link on your stories directly to websites anywhere you want to Okay. on the internet. So theoretically, you can link back to their product and they can give you your own link so they know it came from you. Gotcha. So they can track how much, how much influence you yeah, have. Yeah. Influential is, you are. Is there another level after like 10,000 like where you start getting other perks? I, I um, yes. Okay. So I only know this because I comment back and forth with fellow influencers that I've never met. And many of them don't even live in the U.S. But it's actually a common practice. And um, it's kind of a way to beat Instagram's algorithm is you comment on people who are really good at commenting back. And it's sort of just unspoken. Okay. Because once you get about 30, 40, 50 comments, they really boost your post. Interesting. And you get more clicks, more insights, more comments, and they can track all of that. And it all goes into the algorithm and says, this is important to people. So we're going to show it to a higher percentage. Okay. Now, being an Instagram influencer, is that something that was kind of an accidental success? Or did you go into this saying, hey, this is something I want to, I actually want to do and make money at? So I wanted to inspire people to be fit and get off their butts mm -hmm. and do the right thing, you know, eat real foods, just to be happy in general. So my mom was diagnosed with diabetes when I was younger. So I started really taking nutrition and fitness seriously. Mm -hmm. And then um, I realized that two thirds of the population is overweight, over a third is obese. And so I'm like, all right, this is my battle. Like, yeah. how do I get it to be fun um, is really and what how, it is. How it started. So, so where's, the, where's the breakdown of, so you've been doing this for about a year, but you, it sounds like your brand has been you know, um, beyond so, that. How have you been building your brand? Right. So I've, um, I've been on Instagram for about six years. Okay. And I just made these garbage, horrible, you know, workout videos that no one watched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but over time, I got better at them. Yeah. And couldn't speak to the camera, you know, was, was super awkward. Was, was there like a, a <laughs> hack or a trick that like kind of get that you went from not being so good to being good? Was it hiring third party services or just kind of like practice makes perfect? Practice makes perfect. Okay. Just Go out there and suck for a while. Okay. And keep sucking. Embrace the suck. Kind of like a workout. Yes, embrace the like, It's like true. Yeah. The only way you get better is just through doing it. You can look at other people's videos and try to mimic it. Mm -hmm. And that can speed up your progress a little bit. But I think it's just a lot of stage fright and people not being able to be themselves, mm -hmm. which people want to do business with and they want to be a part of people that are like them that they feel connected to. And so if you're able to just be yourself and not be a total nervous wreck, like people will like you and mm -hmm. they'll smile when they see your posts and they'll keep checking out your posts. Okay. Do I look nervous? <laughs> not right at now? all. No, no, no. Would you do business with me? hundred percent. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Sell me a building. <laughs> Sell you a building? All right. How much, how much time do you got? This is a 20 minute show. What, uh, how much time do you spend on your social media in a, in a given week? My husband would argue too much. Sure. As, as, I, as I would with my wife. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say an average of about two hours a day. Mm -hmm. About two hours a day. Okay. Which is kind of a lot. Yeah, when you think about it. But I'm, yeah. 
but kind of like this show, you know, to show up and, and just, no. you know, just rattle off it, uh, it takes a little bit of time. You got to you got to prep for it. So you think yeah. two hours a day is probably? I think two hours a day is correct. It's uh, lower on the weekends because that's when the man is off work. Okay, and you go and out and have a, fun, right? We'll, and it's we'll it's do, higher. Good, good. We'll dive into the fun questions, uh, you know, later on here. So if if you could like give us an example of a time you got paid to promote a product. Sure. So my favorite was Rain Energy Drink. <laughs> oh, Rain, I want my ten percent. Exactly. <laughs> I actually really like that brand and they had branch chain amino acids. Anyway, sorry, this isn't a sales to them, but, but I actually really like the brand and I'd already tried it before. So I was really excited about it. And, um, my husband is also an energy drinkaholic. Mm-hmm. And so that was nice. We're going to save money on that yep. right there. So yeah, they just reached out to me and they said, Hey, here's this campaign. They sent me a link to apply. So they always have you apply because they work along with whoever's in charge of that brand to pick out who their influences are. So they cherry pick them. Okay. So they can see your followers, your net likes, comments, your reach of your most latest, like your latest Mm -hmm. post. They can see everything you've posted and say, hey, this matches with the brand or this doesn't. So so is that typically how it works? And do they reach out to you or is there there a platform or they're capabilities right. to reach out to them. So there's both the smaller brands work through sort of recruiters that go on Instagram and message people individually. So I've done like a Calm with Kava campaign and like a Wad Fitters Bands campaign mm-hmm. um, with a smaller group. And they do it by reach as opposed to Rain Energy Drink, which they work with um, this group, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so obviously has several different products in their pretty big in the industry. So you can actually apply okay. and say, I want to be an influencer on here. And so if you have a following on YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram, put that all in, or if you have a blog and they can check all those stats there okay. because they have all sorts of different stuff. Like they're rolling out like a Tinder you campaign. So like if you're a school student and you like dating, then you could be part of that campaign. Okay. Okay. I'm disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously you're taken. That's right. So, so I guess at the beginning, I I, I post and and, and nobody gets, you know, nobody pays me. Right. If if I'm listening to this podcast from watching it on YouTube or Instagram, what are the hacks? Like what are the, is is it, is it important to just be passionate about it? Or are there certain industries like, like, um, mom blogs or, uh, or, or or athletics that uh, can improve your odds? Right. So I would say that certainly being fit or fit interested is very big on Instagram. You don't have to be just a fitness brand to still, um, they want to see that you're taking care of yourself. Like they want you to be leaders and they want you to be confident and people just naturally, you know, tend towards someone who's taking care of themselves and passionate about their health. Also, you need to take pictures well it's instagram it started off mm-hmm. as just pictures yep and so helps me good with pictures it helps you have to be good at pictures okay and so now it's moving more towards uh video carousel stories mm-hmm. and, and instagram tv so now not only do you have to be you know like kind of fit and a model but you also got to be smooth with your video so it's it's upping the ante okay. like, constantly. You, you got to be good. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> like any industry. You got to be good. It's true. Yeah. But what I will tell you, an up and coming. So whenever you hop on a social media first and it takes off, like you're going to, if you're there first, you're going to get a big chunk of people, even if you're no good yet. 
first mover um, advantage. Right. Yeah. So TikTok is blown up right now and I'm not even on there. And I wrote a note, like look into TikTok because apparently that, I forget who just bought it out. There's a, I don't know. There's a big group that just bought it out and it's about to blow up. So I follow some podcasts. Okay. I like podcasts. Okay. And so Shalene Johnson has a really great social media podcast. She has the Guinness Book World, World Record for most workout videos sold. Wow. Um, so I, I, oh, for sure. But yeah. I started following her because of that. And then she started trending into taking her business completely online mm-hmm. and helping other people build their own brands and businesses online. Interesting. So I mean, I've read some stats on how big yeah. the Instagram influencer industry is. Which, what's your take? How, how big is it? How fast is it growing? So I know that it's over a billion right now, and it's estimated to double in about every two years at this rate. Okay. So about two billion, um, and probably beyond that, um, twenty twenty-two. I have a friend who's a teacher and says that many of her students they want to be influencers. Okay. They ask them what they want to be. They're like, I want to be an influencer. The, the, the times change. The times change. I have a five and a three year old. I can only imagine what they'll be, uh, what their careers will be. I'm going to be a TikToker. Has it even been invented yet? By the time they get there, it'll be something well beyond that, I'm sure. So, yeah. you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask, and you've kind of already alluded to it, but other platforms besides Instagram where you know, there's an opportunity to make money or be right. an influencer, you know, it sounds like. It sounds like TikToks, you have your own podcast. Is there anything else that yeah. um, you think is worth worth paying attention to? Or Yeah, I think YouTube and long form educational entertainment is up and coming kind of on a different spectrum. It's where you can go deeper. Like people are starting to want to be able to mm-hmm. listen to long form informational stuff and actually learn. Mm-hmm during their sort of dead time in a commute or for me, like on long runs. Mm -hmm. So I think that both of those, like TikTok is going to be like fun, dancey stuff. It's just going to be like humor. And then you have your long form that's taking off, but that's more YouTube podcasts. Okay. So, you know, one of the things we talked about was some of the unique opportunities that can come your way. It's not just about money, it's not just about products, but you you told me about, uh, you know, someone reached out to you about being on American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Tell us about that experience. So, um, yeah, it's I I just don't really believe this is my real life. It's great. So I was about to hop a plane to go back to the ranch in Texas mm-hmm. uh, and hang out with my family. And one of the recruiters from American Ninja Warrior found my Instagram and said, hey, can you apply to this show? Like, we think you'd be an excellent candidate. And so apparently recruiters pick some candidates and they like lobby them to be on the show. So like I got handpicked by this lady named Samantha. Interesting. Hi, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, as well as, so I got synced up with Oblique Magazine in mm. town locally. I've met a ton of great businesses and I get a bunch of cool kickbacks from that. Like, But really it's because I have a big Instagram influence. Yep. So it's understood. I tag them. When I go there and I get a cool spray B tan, so <laughs> we, we all are different wants in the world. I, right. I, I, in the winter, it's hard to stay tan. It's one of my biggest <laughs> challenges right now. Yeah. Hi, veggie tan. <laughs> <laughs> keep plugging. Keep plugging. Um, so, so I, social media and Instagram is like your only business. You also are, are a trainer, correct? You correct. Can, can tell me a little bit about that. I'm an in-person personal trainer. My favorite clientele is actually like the moms of the world. Mm -hmm. So I like people about 50 to about 75. I don't know why. It's just, it's my favorite. It's my sweet spot. 
Excellent. Like they're awesome and they always bring you compliments and like cookies and treats. Oh, not good for the diet. I know. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, cheat day. Cheat day, right? We all got them. Um, <laughs> I can just feed them to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So a couple of fun questions. You know, what, this is more about Charleston. What's the, what's the best part about working in Charleston? Awesome. So I would say the best part about working in Charleston is everyone is amazing. And I would say the competition here is pretty high, especially with fitness. There's like a ton of fitness professionals and people mm-hmm. that are amazing at their job. But there hasn't been a single person that hasn't, like, told me, you know, like, why they're successful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nobody's, like, hiding their secrets. They're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this. It's worked so great. Should try, you know, doing this to the music, maybe synchronize some stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it's, there's a lot of competition, but it's amazing how open people are. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It's something, again, it's hard to put a put it in words hard to kind of regurgitate I guess it's maybe like a southern like charm openness Mm -hmm. it's like they're amazing at their job and it's like okay like I'm a little intimidated like you're awesome but yeah everyone shares and it's kind of the nature of Charles a lot of people have had kind of their own unique experience that have brought them to the low country and you know with that comes a confidence because they obviously made it here but also kind of you know chill relax because Hey, I've made it here, and you know, yeah. quality of life is, is pretty darn good. So, you know, an, another fun question, um, real, real easy one. You know, what do you do for fun when, when you're not, you know, when you're not working? What do you and your husband go out and do? Yeah, when, so I think downtown for sure. Like mm-hmm. we love all the historic buildings. So he's really big into the revolutionary uh, war type. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we like going past the buildings and checking out all like the museums, the old market, and all that. As well as I really like whiskey neat. So we sometimes do some taste tours and stuff like that. Very cool. You know, work hard, play hard. That's uh, Gotta have some balance. If, uh, if I had known that, we would have had a little glass wait for you at the end of this, been this podcast. But if only I knew. All right. Tom, drive me home. Well, <laughs> well uh, when I get to my pro tip for, the, for, the, for this show, we'll, we'll see if we can work that in somehow. So, you know, final question is where I wrap it up. We're going to start wrapping it up. You know, a question I ask of everybody before they uh, or when they do come on the show is, you know, what's your vision for Charleston? You're building a brand. Um, you're building strong bodies. You know, you're building right. a legacy here. So w- what's your vision for Charleston? I would like to see Charleston be the healthiest, fittest, happiest community in the world. Okay. And taking the steps to make that happen? Yes. Right. I would say, well, I mean, I feel like we already have good work-life balance here. Like, it's better than anywhere else I've ever lived. Like, I lived in Atlanta for a little while, not balanced. Mm-hmm. Most places in Texas, like, not balanced. You know, a lot of people work more and they don't have time to relax. People take time to relax and enjoy themselves here mm-hmm. already. So I think we just need to help people find their, like, soulmate workouts, like what they love doing. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? I know what you're doing. Yoga. Yeah. Well, another thing I like I do at this time <laughs> is I, I bring in our sponsor in an effort to make this the healthiest and, and the happiest, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, place in, in the in the country. I've got a bag of pop popcorn for you. This Amazing. is from uh, Carmen Moody. It's it's healthy. It tastes fantastic. Uh, it should give you a lot of energy and hopefully bring a smile to your face, which uh, hopefully aligns with your vision for uh, for, the, for the future of Charleston. So I hope you enjoy it. And to the people out there listening uh, and now watching for eat it, it's uh, it's delicious. You can get it at Boone Hall uh, Farms. You get a couple other different places. So I would encourage you to go out there, grab a bag. She's at uh, 
I'm a dietitian. She's a dietitian. It, it, it's approved. <laughs> Guaranteed to make you big and strong and happy. <laughs> so uh, with that, this is typically where I do my, my pro tip. This, year, this week's is uh, keep going and keep growing. Uh, this is going to be the last Building Charleston podcast for 2019. Uh, this year we recorded 23 episodes. That's more than two a month. Wow. Considering we only got started in March, so we're proud of that. We've upgraded our sound, and we're still kind of improving on that. We're now able to be watched, not just heard, so we're, we're growing on that. We've learned that we need whiskey at the end of every, every episode. So <laughs> We go well with this popcorn. We go well with the popcorn, as, as we'll find out later, I'm sure. In 2020, the Building Charleston podcast is going to keep growing. We couldn't do this without the support of, of Pop Popcorn. Couldn't uh, you know take these next steps without Tom Shakti here in our studio uh, helping run the video. So we're, we're very happy for him, and I think uh, given our plans for 2020, it's going to be a it's going to be a really exciting year. What else? So everyone at Building Charleston is going to keep growing for 2020, and I hope everyone out there who's listening and watching also does the same. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, please like the podcast and subscribe. Building Charleston publishes every week, and we have more uh, interviews coming up in the new year. Finally, if you're a business in the low country who's looking to expand or you want to relocate your business mm-hmm. or if you're listening to the podcast or the show from somewhere outside Charleston and you're considering moving your business to the low country, give me a call. My contact information as well as Sarah's and everyone else affiliated with the show mm-hmm. will be in the show notes uh, for this podcast and this, this video. So with that, thank you one last time, Sarah, for being on the show. Thank you to the listeners for downloading and tuning in. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, Tom. Go out there, everyone. Make it a great year. Uh, Make it a great day. Make it a great 2020. This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Lowcountry's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused exclusively on representing Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, downsizing, looking to open a new location, or opening the first office in the Charleston area, give us a call at 843-508-3038 or go to our website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com.